0: Dawn Schuler, Certified Trainer and Business Consultant at the Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. A lot of what I talk about is communication and of course language is a part of that. And sometimes we say things that we may not completely mean or we mean a certain thing but the language we're using doesn't really fit what we really mean. We just don't say what we really mean. So let me give you some examples. So one is when someone says you're not listening. What they probably mean is I want you to do what I want you to do and you're not doing what I want you to do, therefore you're not listening to me. Because the truth is you probably did listen you heard what they had to say, you chose to do something different, but you did listen. Uh, And maybe that's, that comes from our childhood. Um, Our parents said, you need to listen to me. And they, what they really meant is you need to do what I'm telling you to do. That's a little different from listening. Uh, this came up for me many years ago when, when technology wasn't quite as advanced as it is now, and it wasn't quite as easy to do webinars. Uh, I did a teleseries and had someone say, you need to redo this as a webinar. You, you, you should do it as a webinar. And because of technology limitations, again, different world many years ago, It really wasn't feasible at the time. And so I said, thank you very much for for your feedback and I'm I'm not going to do that at this time. And she came back and said, you're not listening to me. And you're not hearing me. It's like, no, I hear you and I understand you think this is a great idea. I'm just not choosing to do what you think I should be doing. The next example I wanna give is and i have a feeling that all of the what's really meant here is probably all the same you're not doing what i want you to do <laughs> maybe not quite this next one that is the case this next example is you don't care yes i care but i'm not doing what it is you want me to do so i mean we probably run into this with our teenagers we run into it with adults, we may have even done it ourselves, but it comes across as here's what's going on and here's the thing that I need. And for whatever reason, your answer is no. And so you say no. You don't care. I do care, but for my reasons, I cannot accede to your request but it's not about not caring. The next example is this is a priority for me, whatever this could be, an action, a, a habit, um, a particular task, uh, something in, in the particular work life, who knows, but then when they don't do it, is it really a priority? And it may be that they like the idea, that really they would like it to be a priority, and that they may work on it so that at some point it is a priority, but it's not really. That's being honest, isn't it? Um, Wouldn't we really rather have people be honest with us? People show what's important to them by what they do and where they choose to spend their time. So... If someone says, you know, spending time with you is a priority, but they spend a lot of their time time playing video games, they're showing what's important to them. The video games are the priority. It sounds nice, and it may even be they're saying what they think is expected, that spending time with you is the the priority but their actions are showing something different and that can show up you know in work as well oh yes getting these reports done on a in a timely manner is absolutely a priority but then next week comes and it's not done at the time that it's supposed to be oh yes yes that that's that's my first priority or I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen again that is a priority for me and then they don't do it. In that case, it may be, gee, I know I just got in trouble for this. I really don't like getting into trouble. I really am going to try to do better, but then they actually don't follow through. The fourth example that I wanna give is, I'm taking responsibility for my actions. Well, there's a difference between using those words. I'm taking responsibility And then what taking responsibility really looks like. And to be very honest, taking responsibility for something means that you deal with the results of your actions. You deal with the natural cause and effect. In some cases, you may have to deal with the consequences of those actions. So taking responsibility means... I made this choice. As a result, this other thing happened. Now I have to clean that up. I have to deal with it. I'm not blaming anybody else. I'm not asking them to do something differently. I see that this is my responsibility and I'm going to take care of it. In in all these cases, it's about, one being really aware of what's actually going on, and it's being honest, and it's being direct. And that's hard for a lot of us because we're taught to be nice and not to hurt other people's feelings. And, you know, maybe some of us have been trained to be people pleasers and We really don't like the hard conversations and we don't want to create conflict. And so that if we say no, we're inviting that conflict or the potential for conflict. So it's just much easier to say what the other person wants to hear, like I'm taking responsibility or this is a priority. In the other cases, it's not being honest with, What I really want is I want you to do this thing. Instead of you're not listening or you don't care. Being honest with, okay, I know you heard me and I really want you to do this and here's why. If the answer is no, you can't say it's not because you didn't hear me or you didn't, you're not listening. It's being aware of okay, I get it. You're not doing what it is I want you to do. We all want what we want when we want it. Absolutely. Let's just be more honest about it. Let's be more direct. I had a situation where where somebody was talking to me about um, taking responsibility for their actions and rebuilding faith and trust and my mind went really quick and I skipped ahead a few steps and went you know what I bet there's there's going to be an ask that's coming and instead of playing that out I just said is what you're really asking x and the answer was yes and I said then let's just skip ahead and And let's get, let's get to the real thing here, which is your request. Um, I was talking to somebody, somebody else, another colleague, and she said, it really comes down to that. What's your ask? What is it that you want? What is it that you're looking for? But I like that terminology. What's your ask? Like (laughs) there's something you're asking for. What is it? Again, for some of us, it may be harder to be that direct, skip ahead those many steps and go, let's just cut to the chase. What is it that you really want here? And I surprised myself when I did this recently, but it saved everybody time. Even though it might have been a little uncomfortable to be that direct and just Take away those layers of fluff that make it all nice and soft and easy. It was like, no, let's just get to the cold, hard kernel of the matter. Might be uncomfortable for a nanosecond, but eventually, even if it's in hindsight, both parties are going to appreciate the fact that they didn't waste time. It was very clear what the ask was, and it was very clear what the answer was. So I invite you in your communications, and as you're on the receiving end of communications, to look for places where the language might not match what's really going on. And perhaps you can bypass all those layers that just take time and just say, What's your real ask here? Let me know how that works for you. I hope you have found this episode helpful. If you've been enjoying the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast, I would love a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening device uh, platform. And because with your support, then I know... I'm giving you content that's helpful for you. Until next time, may you thrive.